You're listening to the Breakdown Duo with Deb and T-Wise. They break it down to build you up. Let's join this mother-son duo as they break down tonight's hot topic. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Breakdown Duo. This is T-Wise. I'm here with my mom, Deb. Hey, T-Wise. Big day today. Glad to be here. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we... uh. I think we have a pretty interesting topic today. Um, we're going to be covering some something that I think I'm learning some pretty valuable lessons on. So uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into it? Yeah. So I heard something the other day that said, you can't ask God to bless you if you don't make room to receive the blessings. Should I repeat that? No. I got it. Okay. So I know you got it, but I was thinking for everybody else. Um, So, yeah, just as far as, you know, making room and creating space to receive that, that, that's something that I think we tend to fall short on because we do a lot of asking but then we don't declutter. So what does that mean? I, I, I really don't quite understand the quote. So go a little deeper with what you feel it means to make room. I get, so don't ask God to bless you if you're not going to make room for the blessing. To receive it. To receive it. Yeah. So. Okay, so I can't ask God for blessings in my finances. If I'm not first tithing and living within my means, not putting money on all my credit cards and running up my credit card debt, like I I have to be a good steward of money in order to then turn around and say, hey, God bless me financially. Because if I'm not doing my part, if I'm not, you know, decluttering that aspect of my life, making room for him then to come in and and say, Hey, I'm, I want to bless you because I know you're going to to be a good steward with this money. I I know you're going to do the right thing with this. You're showing me you can handle it. I think that's what, you know, using that example, that's what that quote means to me. Well, that's a great example because that clarifies it for me. I think if our listeners caught that, that really it makes me way more open to the quote because the first thing that came to mind when you were giving your example is the fact that the Bible says that um, if we are careful with little, he can give us much. Mm-hmm. And so again, that decluttering. And then the next thing I thought of is if I ask God for wisdom, but I'm spending my time, I'm wasting my time in things that are not going to bring me wisdom, you know, just sloughing off, being lazy. Yeah. So that gives it a, a lot more clarity for me. Yeah. Well, I think this was explained to me before of, um, again, just staying on that same example. Um, it, we have to learn that 
you know, if we're truly following God's direction, that our finances are not ours to begin with. Yeah. Every single dime, not just 10%, every single dime is his. And he's allowing us to use that in our life to, so if we go into the mindset with that, that idea that it's not ours in the first place, then giving up 10% is easy. Yeah. And, and then allowing the rest to pay your bills and take care of your family and all like, that's just byproduct of doing what you should be doing in the first place. Yeah. Tyler, let me, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What about, um, if I'm sitting out here listening to this podcast and I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense, but I have a question. What about the people who don't tithe, don't follow God, who say, I'm blessed, mm-hmm. I'm wealthy, but they don't do any of the things that you sort of, you know, they're not obedient to God's word. So what, where does that land? Does it go back to what's a true blessing? Exactly. Are you storing your treasures up on earth or in heaven? Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, there are tons of people that, like you just said, on a worldly perspective, we would all sit and say, man, they're, they're so blessed. They have tons of money. They're happy. They're smiling all the time. Great family, all that. Um, But I also know a lot of people in that situation that when you really sit down and have deep conversation with them, there's something that's empty inside. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. It's, it's having that time to go deeper to really, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't think you're saying, and I'm not saying that everybody who appears happy really isn't right. What we're saying is, they cannot experience that deep peace that surpasses understanding if they aren't centered mm-hmm. on Christ, because it, it's like the opposite of the world. Uh, Dad and I were just talking this morning, how blessed we are and people could look at us. And if they could see our bottom line, they, they wouldn't think we had a ton of money, but, because we have been faithful and are good stewards and we have such a deep respect for each other. We have such deep friendships. Our family is so connected Mm -hmm. to me. Those are blessings that nobody, nobody can like record or stack it up against somebody who has five homes and boats and all that stuff that you cannot compare the two. Yeah. Well, so again, going back to that example, like I've heard people say, well, to me, uh, giving is not, it doesn't have to be my finances. Like I could substitute that with giving of my time and, you know, giving to other people generously with my time and my deeds and that type of thing. And I was thinking about that the other day. I don't think that when you're asking for a specific blessing that you can substitute it with something different. So if I'm asking God to bless me financially, again, staying on the example, I can't then turn around and 
try to create space for that blessing by giving up my time and not my finances. Yeah. That like, it's two totally different things. Does that make sense? It makes sense because how about the scripture that I think it's in Luke. I can't quote exactly where it is, but there's a scripture that says you cannot serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other. And he is specifically talking about money. Mm -hmm. And so the example you just gave, don't you feel like, and I have to say, I'm guilty of this. And I feel like God loves me enough to check me and keep me in check, but I'll, I'll do those little manipulations, you know, like bless me here. And then, Oh, I just visited so-and-so and and gave up a whole afternoon to drive. So yeah. So that's my gift. Mm -hmm. That is not, (laughs) that is, that is not sacrificial. Well, I'm a, I'm a terrible speller. (laughs) I like absolutely. Uh, just horrible and he really is people (laughs) so a lot of that is because i never read many books growing up yeah so i never actually saw the word to see the proper way to pronounce it and then the actual way to spell it you know so i i do a lot of guessing a lot of sounding out (laughs) and uh what's interesting about i've i've actually thought like man it'd be nice if i could get better at spelling. So maybe I should start reading some more books. One, just I like to dive into personal development so I can read some personal development books. And then that would help me in my vocabulary. And it would also help me be a better speller because I'd be (laughs) reading the words, right? Well, I found myself just doing more audio and audio books and podcasts that are right down personal development, but now I'm losing out on actually seeing the word and how it's spelt out. So I'm not improving my spelling and my vocabulary. All I'm doing is working on basically one half of the equation that I was trying to work on. Yeah. So again, I think that goes back to, you can't substitute it by doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes, yeah. That's like, okay. So if I pray for protection and then I keep doing ridiculous things, to put myself in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So let's go back to the quote. Let's, let's give the quote again so I can really focus in. Okay. Cause I have another example for it. So, okay. But let's do the quotes. We- so the quote is um, you can't ask God for a blessing without making room to receive it. Okay. What's your next example? Okay. So my next example is I hear this all the time. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be able to relate to this. Families often ask for less anxiety, less stress, more peace in their life. And then they turn around and they add two or three more things in the week And every single evening is filled with one or two activities for their kids or for them or for church or, or whatever it is. And their schedule is so full that they never take any time to have that quiet time, to have that family dinner at the table, to, you know, all those things that, that don't seem that important, but I think help create 
that environment of peace. And if, if every single night, every single family across the United States from, from six o'clock to, to say nine o'clock sat down at the table, no TV had dinner as a family. They sat there and they talked about the day and then maybe they, they played some board games together or they, they, you know, had prayer together or whatever. It would be amazing at the amount of anxiety and stress that would be relieved from the parents, but also the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unrealistic. It is. I'm sure people are thinking, but absolutely. But, but what, if, what if we just brought it back down a little bit and we want this blessing on our family. We want to be close. We want to have good kids. We want to pour into the lives of our friends and there are time grabbers mm -hmm. and there are time grabbers today more than ever before. I mean, we can even look back tighter when we were raising you and Andy and Eddie, we had so much more family time, so much more, many times, um, about three o'clock, I would start getting dinner and we were, we were lucky enough to have a swimming pool. Mm -hmm. I'd get dinner ready. We'd eat out on the patio. Dad and I would talk while you guys swam. You'd come eat. We'd swim with you. I mean, I know you and Andy, you talk about that. You talk mm -hmm. about how we, it was just kind of what we did. Right. Now, if we had a swimming pool, if, if we were trying to get you to every sport, so there are things that grab time. I mm -hmm. just think it'd be great if we as families sat down together and just said, what if we got rid of one time grabber? Right. <laughs> what if we just gave up yeah. one thing and replaced it with family time? Yeah. And I know my example is extreme, but I'm just trying to prove a point. Like, I know. I know. You know, we can't ask for, for something and then turn around and fill it all back up. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's just a ridiculous concept to me. Um, but also, like, I, this is one thing that's really interesting. So when I was growing up, all sports were seasonal. Yeah. So, you know, you, I played basketball as a kid for four or five months. Yeah. And then that was it. And then all the, the rest of the time was being an actual kid. Yes. <laughs> like playing outside with sticks and, you know, going to the playground and, we, we never had cell phones. We never had video games. It, it was just creativity at its best. Mm -hmm. And um, now I think to myself, like I, I'll see a kid and they're, they're in basketball, which is year round. Yeah. And then they decide, well, they're playing basketball. Oh, I also want to give cross country a try. So now they're doing cross country and basketball and soccer. And, and then they decide, yeah, they want to yeah. get involved in soccer. So now they're doing three things. And then they say, Oh, I also want to take piano lessons. So it's like, hold how much of this is going to benefit you in life. Yeah. And, and how much of this are you going to do past high school or. Yeah. And Tiger, how about this? How about the fact, what are we teaching? What are we passing on to our kids? Because I have personal experience with some of these families who do the double sports. Mm -hmm. Double sports never work in tandem, hand in hand. They fight each other. 
So I hear the stories of, okay, this Saturday, dad has to go here. He doesn't get to go. So they split the families sometimes to make it. Or the kid lets one team down to go to the other team. So what are we teaching them? That Mm -hmm. it's okay? That it's okay to be a part of this team. But if something better comes along, you can do that. And, And I sometimes wonder... Because I'm, I'm thinking of great parents who are doing this because they think it's the best. But if we go a little bit deeper and really think about this, mm-hmm. so, you know, what, and the same, you know, we like to talk about families because we care so much about families, but what about single people? Yeah. What choices do you as a single man make that don't declutter? Yeah, well, so great question. I was sitting the other day and I realized how short my attention is getting mm. just with technology and everything. Right. Because sure. I used to be able to sit for hours just to my own thoughts and I'd be totally fine and I wouldn't get bored. Now I'll be watching Netflix and I'm also at the same time, either playing a game on my phone <laughs> yeah. or watching a, like a, a YouTube video with Netflix playing at the same. Like I can't watch two videos at the exact same time, but I'm doing it. Yeah. And it's, I'm realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm looking from one screen to another every five seconds, just because my attention is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And it's like, so now I'm consciously going, okay, I've got to stop that. And, you know, maybe after this show, I'm just going to turn the TV off Yes, and I'm going to, spend more time in, in the word or just sit here quietly and, and think about life and goals and, and, you know, spend some time just self-reflecting because I've got to train my body again, my mind again, to be okay with silence. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah, that's really good. But, you know, the other thing in this decluttering thing is, it goes back to something we talk a lot about and that's listening. Mm-hmm. We're so busy telling God, bless me, bless me. But then we don't stop into the silence, step into the silence long no. enough to actually hear how he wants to bless us or hear from him. Right. I, I can tell you, my dad was a genius at this. He had two boys and a girl. He knew us so well. My mom just, she just loved us all. And, you know, served us but dad knew us and one of the things that my dad knew that i liked was root beer floats and that used to be the time when you had a w root beer stand to this day i can see my dad walking through the door mom said dinner in an hour and he goes okay come on sis we'll be back mom and dad would take me down to the w and we'd have root beer floats before dinner mm-hmm. And we would do nothing but sit in the car and talk. Right. My, those, I can't tell you what we talked about, but I can tell you I had time with my dad and he did it randomly. Mm -hmm. He also did that with my brothers and it was totally different. He didn't get root beer floats, but you know, I just think what if, what if some of our people who are listening really get a hold of this silence thing you just talked about and, Mm -hmm. and begin to model it. Right. Well, so here's a different direction on that. Because when you're in silence, you're left to your own thoughts. 
Yeah. And a lot of people don't like that because Uh they don't like the thoughts they have. Right. That's when doubt creeps in or, or a lack of self-confidence or all those things that you've been suppressing. That's when they, they tend to be loud in the silence. And I heard something yesterday. Somebody said that our, that God's thoughts start when our thoughts end. So I think we have to have that time of silence Mm -hmm. so we can get to the end of our thoughts and, and process through that so that, like you said, then we can allow God's thoughts to take over and we we're in a silent state to where we can hear them. And he knows each one of us. He knows what we need. He will wait for us to get there. Right. He's right there waiting. Yeah. That's so amazing. So I, I kind of think, you know, again, going back, um, I kind of do this whole thing with everything that we've talked about, the, the original quote of it's totally okay and expected to ask God for blessings and, and to be very specific. Yes. And I think the key in all of this is also at the same time, asking and being willing to, like you said, listen for what do I need to clear out of my life to be able to receive that? I was just going to say that. So I hope our listeners realize that what we would have to do is say, this is the blessing I feel like would really help me right now. Like I'm in a situation, I really need wisdom. Mm -hmm. What's keeping me from receiving it, Lord? What, What do I need to clear out? I would like you to bless us financially. What choices am I making that is a, that it's a team effort. Uh, I have a quote I want to read you. I, I actually posted it this week and I think it's so good. It says, trust God for the impossible. Miracles are his department. Our job is to do our very best, letting the Lord do the rest. That's David Jeremiah. And that is that is so good, you know, because God will, wants to bless us. You said that earlier. He wants to. He desires to bless us. So our part is to ask him, what? how can I give my best so that you can bless me? Right. What? Uh, yeah. I, I really think it's been a, a good discussion. I've enjoyed thinking about it. It is something, I don't know about our listeners. I've just never really thought of it that way. I'm just mm-hmm. like, bless me and here's. Here's my mess. Take care of it and yeah. fix it. And <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I guess, you know, maybe end on this, like, because I try to do this as often as I can create a very visual um, yes. perspective of it. And just you, we've all probably heard something like this before. But if I have a glass full of water that is filled all the way to the brim, I can't put any more water in. Mm-hmm. So, if my life is filled all the way to the brim of everything that I'm choosing to do, then I can't say, "Hey, God, I need you to add this to that." There's no room for it. Well, right? and to take that a little further, Tyler, whatever is in that glass, all that water, all that stuff that we're filling up, it will eventually overflow. Mm-hmm. What do we want to overflow on our families, on, on our, you know, what, what is our testimony? We, we need God to fill that up with himself yep. so that when it does flow over, he comes out, not yep. just all of our accomplishments and our things we think we need. And yeah, that's right. wow, that's a good illustration.
Well, okay. That's maybe a good place to end, huh? Yeah. Hey, thanks everybody. Don't forget, go to my website, debwisen.com and subscribe to my newsletter. Um, I just want you to know I'm a goal setter. I like to write them down. And my goal is to get to 300 on my newsletter. And um, I started at 12. We're at 104. And I'm only getting there because you're helping. So thank you. Share it with somebody. Mm -hmm. and uh thanks for listening yeah and also whatever platform you're using to uh listen to this uh please if it provides it go and like it and leave a review uh because those help tremendously in in the algorithms and getting us uh in front of more people um and Again, this is all about just trying to get a good positive message out to the world right now. So uh, the more that you guys can help spread the word, the better. And that's a really, really easy way to do it. So we appreciate you guys. Love you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining this broadcast with the breakdown duo of Deb and T-Wise. Share this podcast with someone it might help and hit subscribe. See you next week as the duo breaks it down to build you up.